22 uh, and verse number two. I'm so glad to see everybody in here today uh, from different levels and stages of development. I really am enjoying this series that I'm on now. I'm enjoying it, Michelle, because uh, I, I, I came into the revelation that there are many people who really do think more highly of themselves than they are. Okay. And what do you mean by that, Pastor Gabe? Like some really think, and undoubtedly some of you in this room, you would give yourself more credit for your spiritual development than you really are at. Does that make sense? And that's not all of you. It's really not for my timid folks, because most of you don't give yourself enough credit. Right. It's like when the pastor said, uh, if you if you're a babe in here, stand up. And Sister Karina stood up. Right. She wasn't giving herself enough credit. Right. No, she's probably not a babe praying 17 times a week and seeking the Lord like that and getting results. Right. So he was right. She was right to sit back down. OK. But then there is a clause in there for the reality of where you really are. And some of you and many people in the body of Christ today are babes. They are not, if you will, fully grown, mature Christians. And one reason why I know you're a babe is you can get offended real fast. Like, we could say one thing, and we don't see you until three weeks later. We try to disciple you. You run another way. You're not listening to nothing. Nobody tell you to do. Uh-oh. So we know you obey, right? So don't give yourself credit. You know, I know you did some stuff. You helped out. Some people will be like, you know, I'm somebody in God. I used to go to Elevation, right? You didn't grow Elevation. You went to I have nothing negative to say about Elevation. I don't know Elevation. I don't pass the Elevation. Don't take that the wrong way. But you didn't do that. Okay? You used to go to such and such. We were a part of, I love it, when, when people come over to church. You know, we were, you know, we used to run Bill Winston's ministry. Okay, let me call Chicago. And see, y'all don't know, it's some people I can call that you don't think I can call. Hey, do y'all know anybody named... Yeah, I don't know none. Did they tell you what ministry they ran? Yeah. Oh, okay. They worked with one of the homeless shelters. They were a volunteer. Right. Everybody say, cut it out. Yeah. Right? Don't think more highly of yourself than you. Oh, and so I'm enjoying this series because there really are levels and stages. And I started off with that little talk just to kind of break the ice so that we humble ourselves. Someone say, humble yourselves. Right? Yo, I'm okay with the fact that I'm not at John Hagee's level yet. That's okay. John Hagee's doing a dynamic job. He's been doing it for years. He just built a whole orphanage. What an amazing ministry, in my humble opinion. I think that's great what he does with Kufi and supporting Israel. I think that's great. But y'all, I built a bomb shelter in Israel. If I can't do, you know. Right? And I'm okay with that as a pastor. Now, I'm nowhere near a babe, so don't take that the wrong way. But as a pastor at my level, I'm fine with what level I'm at until I mature and grow to the next platform. You got to be the same way. You got to be that way in your Christian development. And I'm telling you, is he going to say what I think he's going to say? Some of y'all not babes. Some of y'all not saved. And so we're going to walk through that today. I'm going to show you that. 
I'm going to recognize who I'm teaching to and preaching to, and I don't have a bunch of extra theology, Greek and Hebrew. Y'all, I've done all of that. I used to teach in the seminary. I taught in state schools, seminaries, you name it. I taught it all. So please, I don't have time to give you my resume, but I will not be trying to make a reputation of myself. I am going to slow walk this word and help you to A, get saved. If you're a babe, become a child. If you're a child, come on, become a teenager. And if you're a teenager, become an adult. And I'm about to show you throughout this time, not if, if not all today, that all of those levels are in Scripture. Is that not good? And we're going to walk through, and you will be able to locate where you genuinely are and be able to progress to the next level. So for 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 2, as what? Newborn babes, which means there is a such thing. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. I love discipling babes, especially babes who know they don't know nothing. Those are the most precious people to work with. I've discipled 52-year-old babes because your chronological age don't set your spiritual age. Oh, I just said a mouthful. I said your chronological age don't set your spiritual age. Some of you came from denominations that, unlike us, don't disciple people. They just herd people in. Chances are you obey. Because the only person that could get a breakthrough in that church was the man of God. Sister Sally's got cancer. We got to get her to the man of God. No. Why can't we get her to Ray Sean? Attorney Ray Sean can lay hands on Sister Sally, and Sister Sally can be made whole. And by the time she gets to the man of God on Sunday, everybody cracking up. Sister Joe has some cancer, but we laid hands, Pastor. It's all gone. Right? But that's because you are now paying attention to your development. Right? I can tell a believer's a babe because of the fundamentals of the things that we teach and learn. I can give you one scripture on some of the most clearly, quote-unquote, hot topics in this culture, and one scripture, each would discount them all. Are you all getting this? And if you can't wrap your arms around that, guess what you are? Is anybody still here? I said, if you can't wrap your arms around just those fundamentals of the faith, you know what you really are? No, you're a babe. That's how it works. So he says, though, in order to grow as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow. And we know there are stages of development. We talked about babyhood last week. Today, I want to talk about growing in God, growing up in God. But today, I want to talk about from babyhood to childhood. Can we do that? I've been studying this out. So walk with me through it from babyhood to childhood. Now, the Bible uses phrases, amen, that parallel phrases in the natural. He says, as a babe, desire the what? Sincere what? Milk of the word. You do that as a what? As a babe. You desire the sincere milk of the word. He said in another passage, and from infancy. That's what he said through, uh, through, uh, through uh, Brother Paul to Timothy. He said from infancy, which means infancy is a stage. Are y'all getting this? All right. He talks about childhood. Can we look at childhood? Because today we're talking about from babyhood to what? Childhood. What is the difference between a baby and a child? Come on. Babies don't have, come on, just a drive for a bottle of milk. 
Babies don't whine for some milk, but babies still can be, if you will, unable to be satisfied. Children, that is. Children mix up. Are y'all getting that? That's why some of you hop from church to church. You're a child. You mix up. You go from every wind of doctrine. Come on. You with Pastor Jehoshaphat this Sunday. Next week, you're going to be with Pastor. Come on. Come on. I'm trying to think of a name that's not a real pastor. <laughs> pastor Jehoshaphat this week. Come on. Then you with Pastor Ananias next week. Amen. You know why? Because you're a child. And children mix up. I mean, watch it. These little guys, I'm so proud of them, man. I don't know if they, you know, their parents gave them some aspirin or something. But I'm looking throughout this audience, and they doing good right now. <laughs> but now some inside of me say they might not make it the whole message, though. Somebody going to start. And they good kids. Like, from my left, these young fellas look good-looking guys. They're special, too. They come up to me after service. That's probably why they know how to sit still. They got some, you know, they're special. But, man, let me pick my own and some on this other side. Like, in a minute, though, they special, too. But in a minute, and them kids on, like, the fourth row, they going to start mixing up. You know why? Because they're a child. They're not expected to sit down. I am not thrown off because this brother got Aquaman, Batman, and a notebook in church. He needs all of that. Until we throw him in children's church. No, leave him alone. That brother need an iPad, a Surface. And come on, in any other electronic device you can have him to have if you're going to stand up and talk for an hour and 15 minutes. You know why? Because he is a and this is some good talk, y'all. And you got to decipher that. Some of you, your favorite preacher for a minute is Kenneth Copeland. <laughs> then you got enough for Brother Copeland. And your favorite preacher is John Hagee. You got enough for Brother John. Come on, stay with me. Now you love Andrew Womack. Just can't get enough of Brother Andrew. You know why? Because you are a your child. Then I have no problem with any of those three men. Amen. No problem with them. But when you're a child, you know, you just can't land on some solid. Just this is what we're doing. Like, what if you listen to your pastor's message? It's a hint. And then let those other messages be in addition to. But you need that thrill. Like, if we're not talking about breakthrough today because you're a child after church, you're going to have to go YouTube somebody that preached on breakthrough. Instead of paying attention to your Christian development so you can start breaking through without a prayer line. That's development. So let's go from babyhood to childhood, and let me see if I can break some of this down. Are y'all still with me? 1 Corinthians 13 and 11, when I was a child. Come on, you know it by heart. When I was a child. I'm no longer a baby, but I am a child. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. And what else did you do as a child? I thought as a child. But you can become a man. When I became a man, what did you do? Y'all, the natural and the spiritual parallels each other. When I was a child, I played with he-man. But when I became a man, 
Come on. I put away the toys. I put away childish things because I had fully developed into a grown man. Same thing in the spirit. When you were a child, come on, you called the book of Job Job. I've been reading the book of Job and it's been blessing. And that's okay because that's what children ought to do. I love the wonderment and the innocence of a child. I love people who come in this church and particularly who have not been church, who have not been taught how to shook him a shy, even though you're sleeping with your boyfriend. See, you were taught that. So you know how to put on a face, even though you're in sexual immorality and you can, hey, hey cause you saw some, hey, uh, mm, hey, thank you. You know how to do all that stuff cause you came up in the culture of church. But I love when folk who have been unacculturated, don't know nothing about what we're supposed to be doing, didn't know that I was supposed to dress a certain kind of way yet, everybody say yet, yeah. did not know that I was supposed to be standing up right now. I just thought that, you know, just as I am not acculturated to these traditions. Because then you got an empty slate and you can really develop them. Well, some of us, we need to push the reset button, clear our computer out, and go back to your default setting, get rid of all of those traditions that you came up in, all of that stuff that made you think you were a Christian. You ask people today, are you a Christian? Guess what they will answer? Oh, yeah, I'm Baptist. No, you're not saved. Just because you went to a Baptist church somewhere does not seal your redemption. Are you a believer? Yeah, I was sprinkled when I was three because you went to a Methodist church, or I was baptized when I was four. No problem with Baptists and Methodists. Don't misunderstand anything I'm saying. They're all Protestant. We're Protestant. We're non-denominational, though spirit-filled. That's our difference. And we learned this week, you can't leave one-third out. Hello. Right? So, no, we embrace the fact that uh, we have to develop. You are not Baptists. You will Baptistly go to hell. Being Baptist. No, I grew up in the church. Yeah, I'm Baptist. I'm Church of God in Christ. You a Church of God in Christ your way straight to the pit of hell. Because church of anything, you Church of God. You pick your denomination. There's a such thing as the Church of God. There's the Church of God of prophecy. You grew up in the Church of God of prophecy. You will prophesy your way to a fiery burning pit called hell, lake of fire, if you don't accept Jesus as Lord and develop. Because in this culture, deception is imminent. It's all around you. And if the very elect can almost be thrown off, you not only need to be born again, but you need to be spirit-filled, and you need to mature in the things of God so that no man take your crown. This is some good stuff, whether you say amen or not. From babyhood to childhood. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I act as a child. Are you all with me? But when I became, when I became a what? Man, let's see if you get this trick question. Before you become a man, what do you, you become? Teenager. Thank you, Reggie. Yeah. So if you have to become a teenager first in the natural, what do you got to become first in the spirit? Yes. And I venture to say many of you in this room are teenagers at best. At best, don't take that as an offense. Locate yourself. Teenagers, okay? It's okay, all right? We're going to use some real-world examples. What happened the other night when the young man came down with the crutches? 
Okay, we said, anybody in here who got faith, come on down and pray. Was they wrong for that? No, right? What have you learned from me? And Oral Roberts, don't lay hands until you're ready to release your faith. It's okay. So they were trying on their weapons because we're trying to get Spider-Man to start shooting. I don't want to lay hands on everybody anymore. I want Spider-Man shooting. I want my Wonder Woman's lasso on. Come on. I want everybody doing what they've been called to do. So the Spirit of God put it on me to let people come on up. The people who came up, you were right to do what you did. Good. Try it. Right? But what we recognize is minimally, minimally, somebody had to have been a child, maybe teenager, because when they began to pray, the fruit of the prayer did not come into fruition. Everybody say they weren't wrong. And don't you sit down when I go, oh, I ain't going up there now. He done preached about it. No, you come up here and you try your weapons. And then we're going to come and say, no, let's redirect that power. Now, when the man of God came and laid hands, the power of God fell and he don't have crutches no more. All glory to God. But that's because I became a man in the spirit. Well, how did you become a man? Time with God, time in study, time beating the devil up. I got something I'm going to be teaching you guys real soon called your spiritual reputation. Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. But who are you? And I'm telling you, demons and devils know who to try that stuff with. No, we can't really leave Gabe alone. You try some witchcraft over here, you might get hurt. And it's not going to be because we physically touch you. Now, you're going to mess around and, and your post's going to stop. I'm telling you, it's the wrong place. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm not going to shut my mouth. This is the wrong place for witchcraft. If you're going to do right, come on over, sit down, be right now. Don't come over here with no foolishness. Wrong place for it. I had a lady one time that was exercising in that. God told me she was. Told me what she was doing. All right? Because we, we operate in the gifts of the spirit and insight gifts. And one Sunday, I'm, you know, up here, and she playing with God now. I mean, she's smiling. Y'all know something my pastor gave. I'll go ahead and smile back at you, even though I know what spirit you under. Oh, yeah, I'll smile back at you now. I, I ain't going to say nothing unless the Lord tell me to. I'm going to leave you alone. You're, you know, <laughs> do what you got to do. Come up here playing around. She want to sow a seed. Okay, you can sow seeds. All right, but you better stop that witchcraft. I ain't say nothing. Y'all, a week later, that fake lady's whole face had twisted. <laughs> Lopsided. Is that a true story? Whole face. I don't know if it ever got back right. You cannot play with the anointing. Are you listening to me? Those like dry, dull churches, those churches with no power, that's the right place for you to be. Because there's no anointing there to judge it. But don't come in a space where there is a legitimate, I'm talking about legitimate anointing. That's for free, y'all. So you have a reputation in the spirit, but it's contingent upon how we have developed. What time and space we have put in it. I didn't say that point about Brother Albert to brag and to me. How many of y'all know the power is of God? But the power worked because development was there for it to work. It didn't work because I'm a pastor. It didn't work because of, of my height. It didn't work because of anything but Spiritual development before day prayers in the morning, come on, listening to the word at all times and being immersed in the things of God. Then you get fortitude and spiritual power. Then you learn your spiritual gift, the word of knowledge. 
Then you learn your spiritual gift, the power gifts. You learn your gifts and you begin to operate in them because you are developing. Are y'all with me? But everybody say, that's childhood. What's some things child, children start doing at least on their way to being a teenager? Well, you can't drive yet, but you can drive with a permit. Are y'all getting that? Developmentally. God starts letting you do some things, right? You got some chinks in your armor, okay? You're no longer eating Gerber, right? You develop it. And if you're here and you're eating Gerber, this is the right church for you, right? Because we know how to take babes up. But today we're talking about from babyhood to childhood. And when I did what? Became a man. Somebody say, I'm becoming. When I became a man, what did I do next? So there are some things that developmentally you did three and four years ago that you should not need to do today. See, way back then, you need the pastor to call you to get a prayer through. You don't need him to do that now because you put away those childhood. Now, sickness and disease try to hit your body. You have learned authority and you know how to take it. Are y'all in here? Because you're not a what anymore? You're not a babe. Is that all right? All right. Why is this a good message, Pastor? Because in this culture, Christians, especially in Western American culture, I'm telling you, and I'm on TV and I'm not taking these words back. Most quote unquote evangelical Christians are babes at best. We know that's true because 2020 proved it. There was nothing for them to stand on, no solid rock, nothing. They dispersed like a bunch of scared sheep. They scattered. This stuff showed up, it was over. You know why? Because they were babes. Are you with me? There was no backbone. Stay with me. This is not a good message to sleep on now. There was no backbone to come against the culture. They were babes. Pastor, where, where are you coming from? Why are you teaching this? Because your development is in seen in those three levels. Remember how you speak, how you understand, and how you do what? How you think. Y'all remember that from last week? How you speak, how you understand, and how you do what? How you think. And this whole concept of growing up in God, y'all, from, from babyhood to childhood, has something to do with you being willing to genuinely groom out of who you so now we are going to go a little babyhood, and somebody say, being a baby ain't wrong. No, it's a good percentage of babes in this room right now, and I'm going to help my babes before I help my children. You know why? Because if you got a baby that's crying, come on, Kamar, go on and stand up. That, that's an adolescent. That's a teenager. Is your sister over there? She might be sleeping. Don't wake her up. Oh, she's not. Okay. All right, hold your sister up. Okay. Uh, now, Ma, which one of them you going to feed first on a bad day? <laughs> I thought I had it right. Thank you, Kamara. No, Kamara going to have to wait because she a child. But the little girl, <laughs> oh, boy, she going to town, right? So Mama getting ready to get her right first. Can I work with my babes first and then work with my children after there? God's babes and God's children, you belong to him. Is that not right? I said, is that not right? So we're coming from babyhood to childhood. Dear, let's just pick like maybe three or four key baby subjects. Okay? I have just three quick ones. Uh, now, y'all know what did we say about babes? They're easily what? Offended. 
offended. So if you sit next to a babe and they wrinkle up their face on anything I'm about to say, reach your hand over there and comfort them. Just hold their hand through this next exercise. Because that's how you're going to know. Right? Say, Kuran to start getting a little dicey. Rub her shoulder. You will not offend me, okay? Help her out, okay? Because then we're going to know, okay? All right? You're not going to be taken aback about anything that I'm about to share if you're not a babe. Now, I'm being a babe ain't wrong. And you might be thrown off a little bit if you're a babe because you never heard it. Is that all right? But can we work with our babes? Can we love our babes a little bit? All right, so I don't, I don't have time for too much of this stuff today, but um, let's just pick some, some key subjects that the, that the world talks about today. Let's talk first about climate control, okay? And we don't have a lot of time for this one right here because it really is one of the most foolish discussions you can engage in. The idea that the gas from your tank is messing up some layer that's going to really throw the climate off at a certain point which really all of that stuff is population control. Don't have any more babies, especially those of you who are black. We don't want you here, which is, by the way, why we give you the medicine first and put all of y'all on the billboards. That's just a thought. But either way you shake it up, the bottom line is population control. That's really at the bottom of it. But babes won't understand that. It would take me until Thursday to really work that through a babe. So we're not going to worry about all of that, because guess who we're working with? A babe. Okay? So we're going to give you one scripture for climate control. How do you know that the climate going to stay in control until Jesus come back? Genesis 8 and 22. As long as the earth remains, there will be seed time, harvest, cold, and heat. Burn all the gas you need to burn, baby. I mean, just let the coal ash in the atmosphere. There will be cold and heat. Climate control. No, the climate going to be in control. You might have some nuances of an off day. It's kind of chilly in Charlotte, and it's still May or whatever. June, okay, makes sense. All right, yeah. You know, we know the weather's going to be mixed up a little bit in the last days. But generally speaking, you're going to have all four seasons. Amen. And I don't care what Bill Gates says. Who would probably do better to manage his marriage or something like that. Instead of worrying about some climate control. But everybody say, that's baby food. So we don't have time to spend another 60 minutes on climate control. Right? Everybody say one scripture. People always say, you need two or three to validate your, uh, not with the living word. I don't get two or three scriptures to validate anything. When I give you one word, my counseling session is over. I know the Bible say that, but what about this scripture? Eh. That was me with a young man and his wife. He thought he knew more than me. I don't know what came over him, but um, he did. He just thought he was so doggone smart. And um, he was just talking some foolishness that day. And he said, but pastor, money's not a seed. I said, bro, um, 1 Corinthians 9, 6 through 8. Okay. If you sow bountifully, 
you will. Anything you sow is a seed. Everybody use those S's for them. Sowing seed. Come on, say it again. Sowing seed. Yeah, Pastor, I, I, know, I know the word to say that. I know the word to say that. But can you come with me to uh, Deuteronomy? Nope. This meeting is over. Right in front of his wife. Meeting adjourned. God bless you. If I had time, I wouldn't spend it on this. Are you listening to me? Do whatever you need to do from here. But the word of God is the final authority. Money is a seed. Go blow that smoke in somebody else's ear. And when you sow money, guess what you get? Money. I know it works. Are you listening to me? But the Bible says it works. Are you with me? Okay. So we're not spending like 18 scriptures, but somebody say we're helping the babes. All right? Homosexuality. Everybody say baby food. If you're a Christian and the preacher preach on homosexuality and you get all disheveled and tense in your shoulder, you probably aren't saved, but at best, you're a babe. I'm serious. Yo, I don't care what everybody else preaching or not preaching. I don't care what Barner statistic comes out next. Since when we start polling people to find out what the truth is anyway. Just because you don't think gravity is real, go to the top of this building and jump. Come on, Joe Clark, jump. Jump. Try it. See how fast you come down. But, y'all, we got to teach this stuff from time to time because it's baby food. Now, if you need more homosexuality, I got a CD or, 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 or tape on YouTube called The Truth About Home. It's got our most hits as a ministry yet. Everybody loves it. They be reaching, watching it from all across the nation. I probably did it four or five years ago. You go up there and you do an in-depth study on homosexuality. But we don't have time for an in-depth study on homosexuality. Okay? Let's go Genesis 5 and 2. Is that okay? And I'll even give you a New Testament to boot. How about that? Well, I'm doing real good today. I gave you two. Okay. L-G-P-Q-2-H-I-J-K. X, Y, Z, created he, them. That ain't what the Bible said. The Bible gave you your categories. Is that all right, Trey? It said male and female. No gender expression. No how you feel today. According to your plumbing. If you don't know who you are, you go to the restroom. You disrobe, and you take an examination. Just you, not with anybody else in there, and then come out. I don't care what your mind tells you or that wicked, perverted devil tells you. You tell him, I'm a man. I'm a woman. Are you all in here? So, but literally, get this. It don't matter if your cousin is gay. And see, some of you get compassionate yeah. because you got a blood relative. Yeah, I to believe that stuff, but when my cousin, and he real good, he gonna be real good on his way to hell if he don't get born again. But if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. There are no gay rights, only gay wrong. That's the only thing we get. 
And I don't care if 100 pastors won't preach it on a Sunday morning. They won't preach it because they're more interested in the crowd. They're more interested in finances. I could care less about either one of the two. I didn't start preaching for that. I was preaching this gospel when I was preaching to three people. My nephew's in the church today, perfect Sunday for you to be here. You remember I used to preach when you'd come to my house over here on West Charlotte, and it would just be you <laughs> and, and Sister Rogers. Y'all remember that? And your mother? Yeah, and grandma in the living room. Yo, I know how to preach in the living room. I don't care nothing about people and whether or not you like it. I didn't ask you. I didn't wake up today and say, Lord, I wonder if this is going to be okay. wonder how this is going to go over, Dorinda. But what is that? We don't have time for that all Sunday morning long. That is baby food. My big brother in the Lord, Pastor Ron, he, he has a whole series called Baby Food, as a matter of fact. You go to Mark chapter 10, verse number 6. We're going to do two more, but we're going to do it compassionately, but we are going to do it. Okay? And then we're going to get on to growing from a baby to a child. Is that all right, church? Look at Mark chapter 10, because it's not in the New, New Testament after all. And that stuff under the old covenant? You can, y'all, can I let you in on a clue on that, that pushback? You can do something the, under the old covenant and be messing up and go to hell. Thou shalt not commit adultery is under the old covenant. But you read John, adultery is a sin unto death. Yeah, you, you go, no, that Moses said that. Yeah, you're you going to be far from Moses. <laughs> Moses in heaven. Mm-hmm. You better cut it out. Amen. 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 So it is in the New Testament. Even though you don't need it to be in the New Testament. The Old Testament was enough. But it is in the New Testament. But from the beginning of creation, God made LGBTQ, H-I-Z, O-P-Z-Y, and gender expression. He made male and, y'all, I don't care how this goes down. You better listen to me. All of that baby food in these last days, you better go ahead and grow up. I don't care who's running for governor in a certain state. I don't care who's doing this or who's doing that. Are you a Christian or not? You got to come to a place to where even if it's something you want to do, you at least acknowledge it as wrong. Now, that's powerful. When you get to that place to where I had a young man tell me years ago, was going to this church, he said, who's cracking up? But he came up to me, he said, Pastor Rogers, I got to tell you, you preaching that gospel. And sir, I want to encourage you to keep on preaching that gospel. I just want to let you know, I don't want to do right right now. I recognize I'm going to hell. I just don't want to do right right now. But it ain't nothing. He was encouraged. He said, it ain't nothing wrong with your preaching, sir. Keep preaching. That was his last Sunday. For real, is that not a true story? But at least the brother ain't laying the sin. He like, no, I'm going, the Bible says, be hot or cold. The Bible tells you that. He said, if you're going to be cold, just be a sinner. But don't claim sanctification while you're a sinner. That way, when you decide if there's still time that you no longer want to be a sinner, you can come in on the other side and be right. And all the greasy grace preaching out there ain't going to tell you this. I mean, you think you can keep slipping and dipping and doing whatever you want to do because grace, 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 grace. Let's just thank God for grace, grace. I don't care what your favorite televangelist tells you. 
Uh-uh, you can ride that grace gravy train straight to hell. Paul said in Romans 6, 15, he said, shall I continue in sin that what? Grace may abound. Now, what is the difference between a babe and a staunch sinner? Come on, let's walk through this. A babe's heart has been converted. They want to do right. Come on, go there, Philippians 2.13. Is Christ working in them? Both to will and to do his what? Good point. They want to please God. They just hadn't gotten it right yet. A babe may do something. In fact, take the may out of it. A babe is going to do something. Some of us are matured and we miss the target. But a babe can fall off of a cliff, right? That's why we got to call babes, DPs. That's why we got to put babes at the top of the list, right? Because back to our example with, with Kamara and her baby sister, you know, Kamara going to be okay. You know, if she don't eat nothing for the rest of the day but Tic Tacs from the bookstore, she'll be fine. But that little sweet baby, no, you got to get her some milk. You got to tend to her. Amen. She's going to cry. She's going to want to eat. She's going to use the restroom on herself. She's going to do all that kind of stuff. So babes are going to do that. But a sinner has had no legitimate conversion. They go to church out of religious expression because it makes them feel better. I went to the club last night, but I did go to church today. I at least, what church? Feel better. But there's no real conversion. You remember them young people on Mother's Day that I called down here who came to church because they wanted to please their moms? Right. That's why they came to church, though. Right? So are you, are you a sinner or are you a babe? Are y'all in here? Am I still on a, on a good page? All right, so homosexuality, y'all, baby, baby discussion, elementary principles, all right? We're not going back through all of that today. You've got to be beyond that, amen, in your development in God. And you would say that, Pastor, you don't have to preach this, but I do. Y'all, bestiality. I've never been so enamored in my life by the stuff that people are participating in. That's when a person gets with an animal like they would a human being. I'm talking intact because there are kids in here. But bestiality, all right? Exodus 22 and 19 says, whoever lies with an animal must be put to death. And you got to watch that stuff, y'all, in this perverted culture. People are doing that. When we were defending the bathroom bills and keeping men out of women's bathroom and all that kind of good stuff, there were people who believed they were cats. Now, we know that's satanic, but they believed they were literally cats. Locked up in a human body. Bestiality. That's why you don't practice pornography, because let me tell you something about pornography. It is an end gate to all perversion. It does not stay there. It segues into other stuff. And before you know it, you can't even look at a light fixture without thinking something lewd. You don't meet a woman that you don't undress with your eyes. Or a man if you're a woman. This is some good stuff. It's getting uncomfortable now, ain't it? You don't have time for pornography because it segues into other stuff. At a certain point, y'all, sexual immorality is just a feeling. It is no longer even grounded in any one specific type of being. These actors and actresses in Hollywood, 
50 people get together in a room and I mean just go to town, don't know, they so high, so this, so that, don't know if they're touching a man or a woman. That happens all the time. Some of them have told their testimony. Are you all in here? Gotten into drinking human blood. All that satanic stuff, right? So y'all, fundamentally though, that is still what kind of food? Baby food, that's for another Sunday. Let's pick one that's more relevant, though. How about alcohol? Can we talk a little bit about alcohol? You know, and I know y'all need 12 scriptures, because after all, Paul said to drink alcohol. Well, Paul said to drink alcohol for your stomach. Go back and read that verse. Because of the bacteria in the water, they had to drink alcohol for their stomach to cleanse the agents that would have made them sick. Untreated water. So take a little alcohol for your stomach, is what he told them. How many of y'all know y'all got city water now? Don't come telling me you need a little alcohol. Some of y'all done grew up so much you got well water. Y'all got the pure stuff. All right? And all that comes from a word in Revelation known as pharmacia, where we get our word pharmacy, which means sorcery, witchcraft. Drugs and alcohol make you operate under a different spirit. That's why they call the ABC store the spirit shop. Y'all, the devil couldn't throw you a better lob. He told you. You take down tequila, a tequila demon causes you to act a certain way. Are you all in here? You're officially under the influence. That's why they say it's under the what? Influence. I don't have time to, to go through all this, but how many of you all believe that you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation? Come on, be honest with me. Anybody believe that? I do. I'm talking about the saved people. You believe that? You're a royal priesthood, a holy nation? Y'all, can I give you just a couple of scriptures about that? Proverbs uh, 31 and 4 says, strong drink is not for kings, and wine is not for princes. Are you all in here? Strong drink, not for kings, wine, not for princes. In another Proverbs passage, he says strong drink is a mockery. Are you with me? It's not for kings. Wine is not for princes. It's not for us. We got a greater heritage. Are you all in here? <laughs> I got one more subject because y'all ain't saying amen loud enough. That means I got to stay with the babies. Hosea 4 and 11. Put it on the screen, please. New King James Version. Hosea 4 and 11, just because of time, y'all move fast with me. Come on, I'm moving. Hosea 4 and 11, come on, throw it on the screen. If that's where I want to take you, if that's not right, I'm going to take you to another one. We're going to stop right there. Harlot tree, wine, and new wine do what? Enslave the heart. When you come under the influence, you are under slavery. You are manipulated. You can't walk a straight line. You can't make a good decision. I, I, I had a relative when he would get drunk, amen, he would say, take all my money. <laughs> He'd make it rain. He'd come out of throwing his money in the air the next day, don't know where his money went. You know why? Because you're enslaved. You're under the influence. You're under the influence, you make bad decisions. A whole lot of people are six feet under today. You know why? Because they were under the influence. If it didn't happen in a car wreck, it happened because it said the wrong thing to the wrong person. Woo, good stuff. But that's baby food. Thank you, Sekou. And give it back, too. Try to take my money. <laughs> now, nah, in fact, I'm watching you while we do that. 
You might put a 20 in your pocket or something. Give it all back. I know I, know I had, I know what I had before I came out. Now, I'm not under the influence. He knows I'm teasing him. I just wanted to make Sekou laugh. But you're enslaved. He knows I'm teasing. I, w- I would trust him. He, he holds my wallet. Yeah, he does. So he knows I'm joking with him. But you're enslaved. You are under the what? Influence. Same thing with drugs. Y'all, God is doing this for babes. You don't need it. Pastor, what about shacking? Last subject. All right. What about Shaq? But I, I can live with my girlfriend. We in different houses, different rooms. Before you go to Shaq, and one more scripture on alcohol. Isaiah, can I take my time there? Isaiah 5 and 22. Because, y'all, I don't want, all right, everybody, just in case you sit next to a babe, go ahead and rub their hand now. Because I don't want nobody offended. No, rub, rub their shoulder something. Now it's rows of y'all that's babes because y'all can't even help each other. Y'all ain't doing nothing. I'm offended too. You're touching me. Whole row, whole row of y'all babes. <laughs> I needed to, I should have spread my leaders out before I started teaching this. You work with your group, you work with huddle. It's huddle time. Is everybody okay? Still with the preacher? Okay. Pastor, keep going. All right. Some of y'all can't do nothing. I know. Woe to men. Mighty at drinking wine. Have you ever met somebody mighty at drinking wine? They strong drinkers. They drink hard wine, hard liquor. They are mighty. Is this all right? At drinking wine. Now, y'all, please understand, I didn't write this message today. I didn't know who was coming today, who wasn't coming today. I don't want nobody to think I pre-planned this. I didn't know nothing. All I know is what God told me to teach. And he told me to go through some of these baby subjects, and I think I'm accurate. All right? Woe to mighty men, those who are mighty at drinking wine, and those who are known, valiant, for mixing intoxicating drink. One translation literally uses the word beer in this passage. Good at mixing beers. Come on. Ever heard of a daiquiri? Good at it. Good at it. It's, it's who you are. And this is not old-fashioned religion. Y'all, that will kill you, naturally and spiritually. Are you with me? Very important. All right? But what is that? Baby. So if you're a babe in the Lord, now we're going to go real relational. You know what babes in the Lord will try to make a case for? Sometimes. Not all the time. But get saved. Do I have to stop drinking wine? Yes. Yes, and I'm walking you through today. Show me why. I'm going to show you through one scripture that is going to free you up, liberate you for the rest of your life, and it's also going to free you up on shacking at the same time. I'm going to do it in one passage. One passage, and I'm going on, and then I'm going to get me a shield to get out of church today because some of y'all are mad. I'm going to put on the whole armor on my way out of here, some metal plates. Because y'all don't want to hear this today, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. Living with your boyfriend. Go to Romans 13, 14. All right. Easy. Easy. These four or five words will solve all of your flesh decisions. All of them. Should should I be a babe and still smoke? Going to solve all of it right now. All of it in this one verse. And I could give you 18 more if I had time. We just don't have time. 
We're going to go on to from babyhood to childhood. Going to solve all your questions. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Sound like salvation to me, don't it? Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Can I live with my boyfriend in a different room as long as we're not coming together? And make no provision for the flesh. Solved every question right there. Why can't I live with my girlfriend? Because she's pretty. Why can't I drink wine? Because you got predispositions in your flesh. And the devil will give you a trial and stress to where the only antidote for you will be a little more wine than usual. Wine, you know, generally speaking, you might have been all right. But because you're in a wicked world that's under, First John, the sway of the wicked one, you don't have time to make provision. And see, I know, I know what some of y'all who not saved want to say next, but what about coffee? You drink coffee. <laughs> I know, I know that's where you want to go. Talk, coffee's good for your intestines, coffee, yeah. But coffee will not put you under intoxication. That's the difference. Take a breath. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and don't live with your boyfriend. That's what that verse says. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. I don't care what theologian tells you what. I don't care what other pastor you go to after me. I heard Dr. Rogers preaching, and he just seemed to be a little legalistic to me. You know, he was just saying then we can drink anymore. And, and, and how is he going to answer you? Like an alcoholic would. Because <laughs> he's drinking himself. No, we can't go too far with that, rev <laughs> with that revelation. <laughs> can't, can't go too far with that revelation now. He done went too far on that. He's going to answer you like an alcoholic would. Like a smoking, drinking, alcoholic would. That's what he's going to do. And the Baptist churches did it for years. They had the smoking, drinking deacon up here at the front of the church leading devotion. And that's what messed you all up. And you never came into genuine salvation. Because you said, boy, if that's salvation, why do I need to leave what I'm doing? I'm going back to the club, baby. This is boring anyway. <laughs> Sit up in here and listen to y'all sing dry songs every week. <laughs> Knowing y'all smoking and drinking. And you're going to preach me out of my sins? You can't preach me out of nothing you're in. You can't preach purity when you're not pure. And for the record, if you're here today and my preaching is making you feel a little uncomfortable, that's a plus. That means his mercy is enduring. That means God is trying to nudge you. That means God is trying to get your attention. God is saying, I still love you. I still want you. I'm still talking to you. Somebody lift your voice and shout hallelujah. I still care about you. It's the person who ain't uncomfortable right now. You're done for. But I'm so glad I still get uncomfortable in my sins. Oh, when I slip, when I fall, I'm glad that I get uncomfortable. I don't want to become comfortable. You all have seen me do it. If I say something, I don't like the way it sounds. Oh, I get uncomfortable. I come back and say, I don't like that one. 
I did it this morning if you were listening. I sure did. Ah, Holy Ghost, nah, I'm be playing with the Holy Ghost too much. I take that one back. Then I went back to the office. Lord, I'm sorry. One more time. Oh, no, no, no. I want to stay careful. And he probably didn't care, but I do. You careful. Oh, hallelujah. All these people dropping dead. No, you better go ahead and get what's keeping COVID off of you. Carefulness. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. What's keeping cancer off of you? Careful. Holiness. Loving God. Oh, hallelujah. Boy, I sense an anointing in here today. Good God from on high. Somebody give them great worship in this place right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So I told you last week, growing in God required an insatiable desire for the word, openness to discipleship. Y'all remember that? A vision of who you what? Can be. You guys got those notes? And I'm going to add one to it today. Honesty about where you really are and why. Honesty. Be honest about where you really are and why. We're going to have an awesome altar call today. I can tell it. Because God loves some people. He has given you a moment in time to not self-correct, but God-correct. Get in the correction of God. Be honest about where you are in your development and the reason why you're there. You want to know why I'm not fit to run a marathon right now? Because I have not trained to run marathons. I can give you a good 5K, but I personally have not trained to run marathon. So if there were some runners that called me and said, hey, Pastor Gabe, we got a marathon we running in July. You want to join us? I would not join them because I would be honest about where I am and why. Can I give you the why I'm not able to run a marathon right now? Because I have not trained, spent time working out eating the right foods, everything in between, not to marathon level. I've done it to a certain level, but not marathon level. And see, your growth and development is contingent upon what you do. Are you all still with me? Go with me to 2 Timothy 2 and 20. Did you all enjoy that babe's discussion? Now let's go from babyhood to childhood. One passage, give no opportunity to the flesh. What do you need wine for? How come you can't drink cran grapes? Well, I got to have a kick. Do you know that's the reason why we don't serve uh, 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 wine as communion at this church? Because, y'all, the wrong person come in, they could be visiting. And God delivered them from alcohol and one taste in the natural. Now I'm going in my mental health domain. One taste in the natural, throw them back 30 years. When you really get delivered from substances, you can't even go to TGIF and sit near the bar and hear the ice hitting the glass. It can throw you off. We call that triggers. You don't need nothing. Anybody here beside me, you don't need nothing to trigger you into who you used to be? I don't know. Maybe y'all, y'all got it, but I can't. And I'm matured, mom, but I don't go now nowhere where I used to be and what I used to do. Amen. I don't go nowhere near it. I'm not interested. I have no taste for it. Come on. Those are triggers. Hint, hint. You still got the old Apple phone catalog from when you used to date the wrong guy? Why don't you erase all your contacts in the service? 
You want to offend me? Don't wait to after the service. Go to your contacts and get rid of every one of them. Start fresh. Push the reset button. Come on, so that Oscar can't find you. I'm talking right. I don't need to be around now. Y'all, I'm going to say something so anointed right now, the most anointed thing that I have said today. I know it by the Spirit. But some of you would do better if you got up and moved. I can't even live here anymore. This ain't good for me. Everybody I know, all my suppliers, I got to go. I'm making provision. I'm getting out of here. I'm out of here within the next 30 days. I'm getting out of here. That's anointed, ain't it? You make that when you really serious about your change, you start getting aggressive. So I say, I'm shacking. I'm believing God that my boyfriend going to come around. We're going to get married. You don't have time to believe that he going to come around. Y'all, you're not going to be two going to be in the field, one going to be taken away. You're going to be two in the house, both left behind. Neither one of y'all going to go. <laughs> Amen. And y'all ain't going to know the rapture occurred until you go outside. Baby, what just happened? I just saw a big 18-wheeler run into a big pole over there. I just saw an airplane crash. Baby, what's going on? Turn the news on. UFOs, aliens. It looks like a good percentage of Christians are no longer here anymore. We suspect that the UFOs that we've been talking about for years have finally come and suctioned some people out. Y'all, 60 Minutes just did three to four weeks ago a special on UFOs. Even unbelievers understand the rhetoric of the rapture, and they got to have something in place to cover. They know the rapture happening. Let me tell you why the Satanist knows the rapture is happening. Stay with me now. I'm going to let you into the kingdom of darkness for a second. The Satanist knows the rapture is going to occur because the Satanist knows that there is an antichrist. The people who practice Satanism, they know what's up. They not they know, just like we have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, they have the Antichrist, the false prophet, and the dragon. And they think in their mind that on the battle of Armageddon, that they're actually going to win the battle. They just don't believe Revelations 19 on up. They think that they're going to subdue us. But Jesus, by the power of his mouth, <laughs> Hallelujah. Woo, Jesus. I said by the power of his mouth. One stroke of his mouth is going to cast all those devils in the lake of fire. Somebody shout hallelujah. Boy, there's some good stuff today. You got to understand that. So the world knows what's up. So they're setting you up right now. Are you kidding me to believe these pharmaceutical companies that's in bed with the government? Do you know how much they got off of a vaccine? Off of a created thing? Who created it? Do you understand the laws of supply and demand? Okay, the air conditioner just came on. Reggie, may I borrow your wife's scarf? I'm asking you, you're her husband. The air conditioner just came on. Let's just assume that Sister Harper is very, very cold. Reggie, toss it to me, please. All right? Now, you're a man. You love your wife. Your wife is so cold, it's freezing, it's excruciating. And guess what you will do for this scarf? You'll pay. He put his fist up, said he'd beat me down, too. 
I had to give him the other part of it. He, he said, I'll do this. And that's true, too. I don't, I'm afraid of you, Reggie. I don't mess with you. That brother crazy. Oh, why that fighting on his mind? What's wrong with him? Yeah, help that brother out. He, that's that young spirit in him. And I don't want to fight Reggie. Reggie's scary. So, but yeah, you probably beat somebody down, too. But you know what you would? You'll pay for anything for a proposed remedy. They told me this is going to work. You'll pay anything. But you need another antidote next year. You need something else. You need, you need something else. You're going to need more. You're going to need, you're going to need to line all pocketbooks. You're going to, you're going to need to do more. Because the world is wicked. And I'm preaching under the anointing. I'm not apologizing. I said the world is wicked. My disclaimer, you do whatever you want to do. You check with your physician. But I said the world is wicked. So it's up to you what you become. Why do you develop or not? You know, you can get to a place to where you don't want it anymore. Can I make a, 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 a real strong proclamation? Yo, I don't want anybody but her. I'm good. I don't, I don't want no substances. I'm good. I'm good. I, I don't, it's, certain, it's certain lifestyles I'm not personally interested in. I, I don't like the fury that comes with it. I wouldn't want to be a drug dealer today. Oh, God. Amen. I'm good. Boy, last night, I think, what, a, maybe a raccoon or something may have tried to get in one of our trash can I didn't like the sound of that. <laughs> I heard the flap go up. I said, man, what's that? Now, I woke up this morning, I realized he just wanted our smoothies that we had thrown in there. He, he got the rest of the smoothies, that's all. He's okay. He's a friend. We love him. But a drug dealer? I don't want to be a drug No! That's scary in the natural. And then when you're on the devil's turf, you lose. You don't got no weapons against that. So how do you become who God wants you to become? I hope I'm not boring you today. And I want to make a, a statement that is so important on the front of this message. Very important that you get it. Very important. Okay? Those of you who are behind schedule, you don't have time to thing in the system I'm talking about today. Because, see, some of you are almost 50 and don't have this or that yet. Right? That's not to hurt you. You're a little, little bit behind schedule. Grace is there to help you do what? Catch up. Don't leave that out. But y'all, when you're already behind schedule, you got to come with fury. The kingdom suffered violent and the violent taken by force. But in a house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also what? Vessels of wood and of clay. Some to what? Honor and some to... Is anybody in here? Now, you all know this. You could be wood. You can be clay. Go to the next scripture, please. I'm going to go to another one, I think, because by the time I find it, we'll be there. Go to the next scripture. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the dishonor, you can be dishonoring your life by wasting time with somebody you're not supposed to be with. That's dishonor. God gave you a life to fulfill his plan. But you still over there with loose Sally instead of carrying out God's plan for your life. 
Did you know that's dishonorable? Do you know how dishonorable it would be for me to have this calling on my life and not be up here doing this? Y'all, that would be what? Dishonorable. Are you getting it now? I don't have time. I can't be hit or miss now. When I'm going from a babe to a child, no, it's time to stand up and be, be counted. Y'all know how we do it in the natural? See, when you're a kid, when you're Christian in Stephen's age, you don't change periods. You're good. They're going to put you in one classroom, and they're going to nurse you right there. So see where I'm going, Dave? Now, you start turning Lauren and Jayla, you got to become a little more responsible because you're going to be passing through in the hallway. It's up to you to make sure you get to English and math. And then when you go to college... No professor is going to call you and say, are you coming to chemistry today? Same thing in the spirit. When you start becoming a man in God, God ain't patty caking you on this stuff. You got to be doing what he called you to do. If I fell out with God, he, oh my God, I hate to see it. God ain't playing with me. Some of you think God is just warm and fuzzy all the time. Play with him. Let me wake up and say, Lord, I ain't doing that no more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> been nice having you, Gabe. You've been good. Love you. Heart, stop. Because I don't need you anymore. Oh, no, 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 no. His, his mercy endure forever. It's for a lifetime. Read it all. I would that none should perish, yet Hell enlarges itself daily. So are people perishing? Yes. Not what I wanted, but somebody disobeyed me. You say whatever you want. God said you put money in bags with holes in it. You built all this stuff. Don't tell me everything is the devil. God said I blew on it. I blew on it. I stopped it. I didn't let it go any further. You, you, I called you to be a praise and worship leader, but you want to be a worldly rapper. You want to get into holy hip-hop. I blew on your career. I didn't let it go any further. Good. God Almighty, I'm teaching today whether you say man or not. It's up to you and your development. And when you're behind schedule, you don't have time to be wasted. Look at it. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, that is the dishonor, he will be a vessel of what? Honor. Sanctified. And here's the key, church. Useful. Ask your neighbor, what are you doing? You know why you don't have time for strong drink? Why you don't have time for a woman that's not your wife? Because you need to be useful for the master's work. You do have a master. And I'm telling you, you better listen to me. Those of you who are babes or children coming up in your development, when you was unsaved, you actually had, in some cases, more of a window because you was in a different kingdom. You were in the kingdom of darkness. Now, they was definitely going to kill you over there. But when you get born again, God expects an ROI on what he has deposited in you. He expects you to develop. He does not hold you to anything you don't know. But I'm going to tell you what you are held responsible for. All the 5011 Bible studies you miss because you're tired. You're held responsible for that. They had a conference and you didn't make it one night. And you don't know your spiritual gift, and everybody else got their spiritual gift, you are responsible for that. Boy, this is good to you. 
God's going to hold you responsible for the things that you should have been at. Good God. The things that you should have known. So what do you do when you're already behind schedule? Go to 1 Samuel 17, 48. My time is almost up. It's almost up, man. And you all do know that I love you this morning, right? You know, ain't none of that change. We'll get into another leg of this next week probably. But y'all got time for a little bit more? 1 Samuel 17, 48. What do you do when you're behind schedule? Look at it. Look at it. So it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David. What did David do? He hurried. Everybody say, pick up speed. David did what? He ran to the battle. I got pick up speed. I don't got time to be at no traditional church right now. I got to run. I got to get in the spirit-filled place. I don't have time to be off of my purpose and destiny. I got to run to the battle. I don't have another six months to figure out whether or not I'm going to follow God. I got to do what? I got to run to the battle. I got to get an insatiable desire for the word. Did y'all remember that point? I got to get an insatiable desire for the word. I got to start doing. I got to start evangelizing every day of my life on purpose. I got to run to the battle. I'm already behind schedule. I've been wanting to get married. I got to run to the battle of development. I have time to, to argue with First Lady as whether or not my hair should be soft and dainty. I got to get up under her and say, what do you suggest I do? Come on. Come on. She say, arch your eyebrows, arch your eyebrows. Come on. What do you suggest I do, Pam? Okay, because at the end of the day, but they married. Now, I appreciate it, but no, happily. Okay? So I don't have time. You don't have time for all of that. You don't have time to be easily. Put the points back up there. Y'all remember the four points? Can you guys put them on the screen or something like that? I really just don't want to slow walk this. I want to help people. Insatiable what? Desire for the word. I got to wake up and read my Bible on purpose. I got to stay in church. Come on. I got to go to church intentionally. I got to get in my discipleship groups. Because I have a what? insatiable desire for the Lord. But then I have an openness to discipleship. Y'all, and even when we open up the doors of the church again, I don't want anybody to walk these aisles that is not interested in discipleship. We are the wrong church. Do not join. I'm telling you. Don't join, it. Don't join this church if you don't like discipleship. Okay? And all the back and forth, because you got to be open. Jesus said go and Make discipleship. And watch the disciples. And if you're further along than us, why are you here with us? Go start a work. Right? Because you're already a senior in this thing. Go do what God told you to do. Or go join a church that's on your level. <laughs> but you won't find one because the truth is, they ain't discipling. Most of the people in those churches, y'all, they, they can't spell God or Jesus. Frontward. You know why? They hadn't been discipled. No one ever told them that this was erroneous. Right? That's why we never became one of those churches that had to be a part of this, be a part of that. You know, you don't, you don't have to christen me, whatever the terminology is, lay hands on me and make me a bishop in two years. 
No, because I'm already a bishop. The word pastor and bishop is the Greek word episkopos. Same word. So, I mean, pastor, if you want to call yourself bishop, just call yourself bishop. It's quiet now. I done stepped on something. I stepped in a bee's nest right there. That messed up some of that religion. Come on. And some of y'all like that because you can acquiesce to the bishop. And you don't have to have your own power. I got to go and get hands laid on me by the bishop. Y'all, that's Catholicism. Same principles. Oh, my God, I'm doing better than y'all talking. I said, that's Catholicism. No, you got access to the Father. What you do is, is you honor the pastor. Now, you can't come up in here making a bunch of noise. You're going to sit down. Talking about we on the same level. No, we not. I'm not on your level. If I was on your level, I'll say like Fred Price. If you were smarter than me, you'd be teaching me. That's what Dr. Price says. He's in heaven. See, some of you think you're smarter than me. But if you were smarter than me, you'd be up here teaching me. But see, because I'm you. Right, and if you're smarter than me, I'll come to your church next week. Ain't no sense in me teaching. So no, you're not on the same level, but you are a royal priesthood with power. You got spiritual gifts. You got an anointing. You got something to offer the kingdom, but the once you sucking wine out of a bottle up for the rest of your life, sorting through all the baby stuff, instead of one day becoming useful. It's quiet. But you got to have an insatiable what? You got to have an openness to what? Discipleship. Unlimited correction threshold. Y'all, the best thing for you to do is just come before that person and say, tell me what I need to do. Oh, that was wrong? Okay, I can receive that. Oh, that was wrong. I can receive that. Somebody say, not in a perverted church, because they'll take advantage of that. Come on, we're not trying to make weaklings. What are we trying to make? Disciples. You got a question, ask it. But when you get the answer, come on, everybody say, sowing seed. But pastor, can we go to one? Mm-mm. We can't go to nothing. You can. But if you're going to teach me, I'm in the wrong meeting, because I didn't call this meeting. You called the meeting. You wanted to be taught. I didn't come here to be taught. If I wanted to be taught, I'd call Pastor Gould. I'd call somebody ahead of me. I might call Pastor Rondi, as a matter of fact. I might call somebody that's been doing it longer than me. But I sure didn't call you. God is quiet in here. Anybody got a pen? I heard it. I heard it. And that's what be jacking y'all stuff up because you can't receive nothing. Like somebody, you still going to leave here and go to your cousin that ain't had church in the last uh, year and ask him, is is alcohol in the Bible? (laughs) Is it? Now, he couldn't even keep his church open. But he got the answer on whether or not you should be drinking. Seemed like to me, you should listen to me. Can I give y'all a metaphor? This is going to get good. No, come on. I'll let you stand in a second. Stand after this one. You're really going to like this one. Anybody ever watch The Avengers, Mom? You watch The Avengers movie? And y'all remember when it was time for the aliens to start invading? And Captain America was on the ground getting his cadence? And the 
New York police officers started running around trying to do some stuff. And Captain America said, I need three of you to secure the circumference. Give me some guys in that building. Do thus and so. And they said, why should we listen to you? <laughs> then Captain America got on the car and started killing the aliens. He didn't say anything else. <laughs> Can you listen to Captain America? The dude that's winning. Are y'all getting this? Can you not have an opinion for the next six years of your life? Because evidently there is a difference in types of churches. We saw that in 2020. I said evidently there is a difference in types of churches. Boy, you preaching again. All glory to God. There is a difference. Who's mentoring you? I don't, yo, I, I don't want no bad fish. I'm telling you. I might open up the doors of the church today. I don't know, Lord, say do it, I'll do it. But no, you can come down here now. Come on down the right way now. Okay. Right? right. Openness to what? Discipleship. But then I love number three and four. A vision of who you can be. Do you see yourself stronger and better and brighter? Do you see yourself operating in your spiritual gifts? I'm closing. Do you see yourself, y'all, can I talk about some of the things you want? Do you see yourself promoted? Do you see yourself married? Do you see yourself healthy? I take married back. Do you see yourself happily married? Y'all remember the series we taught on the family a couple of months ago? Roles, rights, and what? Responsibilities? Boy, y'all good students. Remember that? Can I tell you, the Rogers had a, one of them days yesterday. Oh, my God. That thing was so dynamic. You talk about just family doing, everybody doing what they, they called to do. I don't have time to give you examples of every little thing. But, y'all, I didn't go to the farmer's market yesterday. I don't go to farmer's markets. Unless I'm going on leisure with my wife. I think I went one time, maybe. I went one time, the one you went to with the jelly. Remember I got the, um, the relish stuff? Yeah, I went one, see, she can't remember when I went. I went one time. <laughs> what do they call that stuff, sash sash or something like that, sucker? Yeah, I got some of that that they made. Mm -hmm. One time. Well, that's right, because I don't go to, don't go to farmer's markets. Are y'all getting this? Yeah. But my sweet wife? She went on head to the farmer's market. <laughs> Boy, he got some testosterone. I know, we in gender neutrality. I didn't wash no dishes yesterday. Mm, I said out loud, I'm not, I'm not cleaning. Did I say that there? I said, I'm not cleaning the thing up. I'm not washing no dishes. Amen. And the house wasn't a mess either. But guess what? How about my wife? And her troop, the, the troop she training, no, they did, they did what they did, pristine too, speaking, I mean, just perfect, you know, came out, because that's what, amen, right? But when it comes down to, come on, working, handling stuff, come on, when the garbage can lid went up. With the raccoon that came for the smoothies. 
That's a man's job. To go find out what's going on. And real honest on that point, my wife looked out the window. She said, there, there, it must be something out there. I said, praise God. And I was tired. I spent time with the Lord. I said, it'll be all right. Come on to bed. It'll be all right. We check on it in the morning. Let him eat. He hungry. Leave that brother alone. It'll be all right. But that's a man's job. You go check on that stuff. And then I finally checked on it the next day. Because I knew what it was. I knew what was going on. Right? Right? Now I'm going to do something about it tonight. I got something for him tonight. <laughs> I'm going to do something about it. Maybe. I don't know. Might leave him alone tonight again. I don't know. Either way. Right? Either way. But y'all, all of this is about a vision of who you can be. And I don't know about you guys, y'all, but I like stuff when it's right. I do. Number four, we're closing. Honesty about where you really are and why. You know why some people are still babes in the Lord? Because of offense. Because they, they bother when somebody says something about homosexuality and they got a nephew that's gay. That'll keep you a babe developmentally. Okay? Why, why do I still believe that, you know, this is okay or that is okay? Because it's something I want to do. That'll keep you a babe. Right? But the Bible clearly lines that stuff up. Right? And we're not legalistic. We're simply saying, how do we transition in our growth? In a house, there are many vessels, some to honor, some to dishonor. He that cleanses himself from the latter, right? You're going to be silver and gold. You're going to be, you, Trina, you'll be useful. God can do something with your life. Amen. I love what Gary Copeland says, take, some, take my life and do something with it. I want to be useful. That's enough for today. I could go further. I think that's enough. I think we should stop right there. So the first thing, can we just do classic salvation? Let's not trick ourselves, okay? You're living with your girlfriend or something, you're having sex or something like that, do not save. Do not, okay? It's okay, though, because you can get saved today. You got some other vices in your life, you want to get rid of them, strong chance you might not be saved. And if you're a babe, we can help you get delivered, all right? So first things first, as we get ready to close this service out, if you'll stand to your feet with me. Softly. What's the difference between a babe and a child? What they're able to do.